Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Look, uh, some of you know if you've listened to a couple of these shows that uh, I made it my mission to focus on decreasing the turnover rate of restaurants in this country uh, because I feel like it is exorbitant. How's that for a word? It's exorbitant. It's crazy. I don't know what the real number is, but it's high. And I really feel like it's due to lack of information, lack of resources, and lack of connections uh, to people who may be able to help you. And let's face it, the restaurant industry is not known for being so forthcoming with each other. So I try to be that resource and provide it. And this episode with Claudia Del Castillo, my friend, um, full disclosure, she's a friend of mine, but she's also a branding and design guru, if you ask me, and I refer her to anybody who asks me for any kind of design or brand advice, so um, take uh, that information how you want to take it, but she is the one to go to, and I'm very excited for um, you to check it out. About the kind of work that she does, or if you want to connect with her, her website is linked in the show notes, as is her Instagram. And yeah, that's it. Check it out. Look, guys, it is more important than ever to focus on building a true brand. And for those who don't know what that means, I think you're going to learn uh, all about that in this episode. And if you don't, then you don't. But you can reach out to me on Instagram, reach out to Claudia. Uh, ask questions, get involved, and um, build your brand, guys. That's what it's going to be about in this new environment that we're in. So, all right, guys, thanks again, and uh, enjoy the show. Hey, guys, my name is Kyle and Sarah, and I'm what most people describe as a restaurant guy. I have one purpose in this podcast and on all my social media platforms, and that is to do my part by sharing my experience and what I've learned in helping to reduce the failure rate of restaurants in this country. Look, I didn't do everything perfect. I don't have all the answers, but what I can share with you is my experience, what I did right, what I did wrong, and what I would do exactly the same. I'm also gonna have guests on who are gonna tell their story and help share some of their insight so that you restaurant owners and operators can learn from other people in the country, realize that you're not alone, a lot of these issues we all have had, we've all experienced, and collectively we can do our part to help make sure that restaurants continue to thrive in our communities and continue to be sources of uh, employment, places of gathering, and whatever comes in the future, we're all going to do it together. So this is the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. Thanks for listening. All right, Claudia, thank you for joining me today. We got past our uh, initial audio issue, so I think we're good to go now. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Sorry if my uh, Zoom connectivity was uh, off today. Uh, we were saying before, it's like everybody's forced to also be like an audio engineer these last couple of weeks, so uh, yep. we figured it out. Um, so, Claudia, why don't you introduce yourself and tell a little bit about your company? Sure. Um, so, I've been uh, doing creative consulting um, for the last few years. I'm based off of uh, Cape Cod uh, in Bourne, Massachusetts. And 
this is a place where there are many restaurants. A lot of them are seasonal businesses, but a lot of them are also year-round businesses. And um, I would say that 90% of my clients are restaurants uh, right now. So I'm, I find myself like them uh, in the middle of um, the situation that we're in and just wanting to, to find ways to redesign um, the, the restaurants of the future and uh, take this opportunity to look at how we can redefine um, the experience for restaurants. Now, are you finding a lot of them reaching out to you like, help me? Or is it kind of like this pensive situation where they're like, hey, I was thinking through this. Is it like a triage situation or is it somebody really thinking outside the box and trying to come up with something new? I find that most restaurant owners right now are in triage mode. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and they're probably coming to me with like a random idea that's trying to solve a solution. And um, I think my role is to start, use that as a conversation starter and just say, all right, let's talk about everything you have going on and how we yeah. can um, address the situation. And, uh, and then use it as an opportunity to say, all right, what else can we can we touch upon what's working, what's not, um, and, and see how their, uh, what's their idea of adapting to this, uh, this new situation. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, full disclosure, Chloe and I have worked together on personal projects of mine and that's kind of how I, you know, I looked at it and, and continue to look at it every day with the restaurant is, I mean, first we started with a rebranding of a concept that was kind of flat. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the work you've done have been, uh, I attribute it to at least 30% of our increase in sales because people are so connected to the color, the look and the vibe. But now beyond that, it's how are you laid out? What precautions are you taking? What kind of steps are they, are, are you hearing guys taking uh, over there in Cape Cod that are trying to keep their customers safe and their staff safe? Well, everyone's trying to, um, yes, increase safety across the board for, for kitchen um, as well as, as customers. Um, so there's been there's been a, com a completely drastic change in the way that the the takeout menus uh, and the, the takeout service is is really structured um and i, I see kitchens expanding mm -hmm. their um normally kitchens are uh inhospitable in environments of yeah. working in it so um they're having to grow and then they have to take on areas i mean you've seen it you've you've experienced it yourself you're mm -hmm. taking on uh, dining areas so yep. you're, you're growing the space giving people people more breathing room um and and obviously with the hopes that it's not going to completely kill the, their business by taking out a few tables here and there but they have to you have yep. to provide safety for your employees you know a lot of the your clients are they i know the cape has you know not a lot of space there so there's not these huge urban downtowns but like um are they smaller kind of spaces where they're having were they doing a lot of takeout like what's the makeup of your are they you know being flexible in their in their thing or they're just kind of like hey this is who we are how are we going to make it new or they're trying to say how are we going to make our old stuff work like what's what's their where are their heads at so i mean there's obviously uh, many many businesses are approaching in different ways but i see that the ones that are doing really well right now uh, during the pandemic and, and yeah. during these these closures is the ones that are doubling down and investing in takedown and in, in takeout. Right. They are essentially um, redefining their entire experience so that they can better serve customers um, in that way. And they are 
um, they're redesigning their menus, their offerings, so that it can travel distances. Yeah. Um, and they're also uh, they're also uh, setting up a shop in uh, in their um, in their parking lots. They're they're almost like going yeah, back right. to a, a roller skate girl drive up model yeah. uh, from uh, from Mickey D's, and yeah. they are you know they're they're kind of you know they're sometimes kind of going back like i see a restaurant down the street that i used it went from being a takeout window where they kind of call your name to now like a full bar full service type of place and you know what they're going back to their roots they're oh, so yeah. trying to to adapt and, and you know this is the type of place that has a lot of clam shacks and yeah and uh, fried food and that sort of thing and those places are doing well but the ones that are going to be struggling the most are the the more fine dining experiences so are, are, are you allowed to be outside and sit outside in restaurants now there or not yet? Now you are there. That's happening. I believe Monday they're, they're opening, um, uh, for outdoor seating. Okay. So right now just strictly pick up and delivery. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I'm, I mean, what some people are saying is like, you know, people aren't going to buy initially. And I think still a lot of people have, you know, a lot of restaurant owners have adapted to this, but they're not going to buy your $35 salmon to take home in a cardboard box. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's creating this thing and getting over their ego, what they want to do. But I think, you know, big part of this is if I came to you for that $35 salmon, odds are I was coming to you, not just for the salmon. I was coming to you because I like the vibe. I like the energy of your staff. The place was in a great location. You know, you guys are on the waterfront for most of the part. Um, how are they redesigning that customer experience so that the customer still wants to go there and feel fulfilled? I've seen um, a restaurant that I'll give a shout out to the West End uh, do a tremendous job in uh, talking to their vendors and getting the right container for the right item. So they're, they're really uh, going, they're, they're spending a little extra in the right container so that it can travel well. Yeah. And, that it, then they're designing the the whole experience so that there is a real sense of of service and hospitality to every bag. There's handwritten notes. There's also like a new like uh, a printout kind of stapled onto the the bag that is nicely um, branded and and designed very thoughtfully. And that's you know that's a client that that really like went out of their way to do that. You know they yeah. didn't even have to contact me, but they had the tools necessary to do that. They had their brand kit ready to go, and they knew just how to adapt. They get it. Yeah, I mean we we uh, Leslie and I were like, so Connecticut is right over the border here. We're like ten minutes from the Connecticut border, and Connecticut has uh, outdoor seating. So our plan was to go there for like a little quasi date night, but it was like a mob scene. So there's a place called Oko in Rye. Uh, Japanese izakaya place and we ordered some stuff but it's kind of pricey so we're just kind of like nibbling on stuff making our rounds around but they also did the same thing they are very he's very almost militant on point very Japanese but the food is kind of a little bit laid back he had these beautiful containers and like the sushi was presented in this big container like eco container mm -hmm. with three pieces in each one plated almost like it would be in the restaurant and we picked up this huge bag and I was like this is I mean it was very light, but when you opened it up, it was beautiful, you know, and he totally recreated that experience. I think that's a huge, huge part. Yeah, you know, and even like the bag itself, like I'm right now designing bags for um, a, a place that does flatbreads and, and pizzas and, 
and they they do more than pizza so they want every part of the experience like to be you know bold and, and simple and graphic and and really um speak well to that customer you know so that they can feel like they have more than just like a a brown paper bag it's it's yeah. a really nice brown paper bag that's that's what we want to yeah able to do and people that um i mean there's restaurant owners that had been telling me for for a while oh we want to get into takeout or we want to get into prepared meals to go right. and now's the time to to test that to really yeah. put all that into a into a test mode is your your test kitchen now yeah i mean that's what we were talking about in my job in commercial real estate is this really just accelerate everything by about three years mm-hmm. everything is now you're going to be forced to look at things that you you know, it was kind of like in the background, like, hey, should we expand the kitchen maybe? Do more, a little more delivery? Like, you know, at, our, at Lala Taqueria, we have our window, our pickup window is like this big. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're doing 100% takeout now. It doesn't work. You know, and even if we go to, you know, 40% takeout, it still doesn't work. So things like that are, are things that you have to consider that people were had on their mind, but now you're like, okay, now I have to do it like today. Yeah. Um, I think another big part that, I mean, you know, we kind of touched on it before we got in the air, but it was the technology that's going to play a part here and what that's going to look like for restaurants, the older school restaurants. I mean, I talked to a guy here uh, the other day and he was asking me about getting set up for online ordering. And I was like, dude, uh, it's a big process. And I said, well, what's your POS? Maybe I can help you. And he's like, I don't even have a POS. So where should these guys start? Like, what do you, where do you see being implemented there? Where do you suggest they start in terms of tech? If they start at like this guy, like zero. Uh, completely. Well, I think that, again, it's time to double down and invest in takeout. And you have to almost think about it backwards. So if you think about it from uh, the user experience that people are having on their phones, this is this is where you have to start. It's on your, your phone. And what does your menu look like there? Yeah. If it's not a responsive menu, mean, and by that I mean not a PDF that you got to like zoom and pinch into. You can't do that anymore. You can't just like yeah. upload a PDF and, and call it a day. That's, you have to make it responsive. You have to make it user-friendly and easy to order. And, you know, um, so there's a lot of services out there. I, I think ToastTab is actually doing a great yep. job. Um, people are using that um, and the, that it's connected right into the POS in the kitchen. Now, if you have an older POS or a different POS that's not really well set up for online ordering, change your system. Yeah. That's, that's all you got to do. I mean, obviously that means money for everybody, but if you don't do it, then you're not going to have a good user experience. So and no one's going to put an order in. I think it's going to come down to, you know, not even where we, I'm not even saying when we come out of this, because I think we're coming out of it, you know, aside from what everything else that's going on right now, but like people are going to go to places that are easy to order from mm-hmm. and make them feel safe and clean. Exactly. So like if I can order, it's going to not even be about, Oh, let's get to, I'm really in the mood for sushi tonight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about uh, that place over there. They're doing a really good job. I can order right from here and we just pick it up and it's super easy. And I think, <laughs> To your point, like if you don't invest in it, then just yeah, close now because that that's they're talking about in, in like I said in my business, eighteen months, mm-hmm. years before you get back to the ability of eating into restaurants like we were before. So you can't ride that out as a restaurant. Not at all. And I think right now, um, your website is such a great place to invest as well. The the website is your step through to takeout. Mm-hmm. So um, you need to have it set up. Uh, you need to be 
uh, SEO uh, uh, friendly. Yeah. That's that's a given. Um, so there's a lot of like, you know, simple places like Squarespace and Wix that are, you know, you mm -hmm. can set up a, a website fairly easily um, or quickly. Um, I mean, I've been specializing in, in that sort of design lately. And um, and it's a, it's a little bit easier said than done only because you need to be able to to have a website that's designed for takeout. And right. by that I mean, don't let people search around your site to find that button that takes you to the takeout. Uh, make sure that it's right there, front and center. Yeah. The other thing to you know that I wanted to mention is that I think at first many restaurants were almost like apologizing for COVID. <laughs> they were like, oh, that you know, we're we're really uh, we really want to uh, talk about the safety of for, of our environment, mm -hmm. the safety of staff. We're taking temperatures. I'm like, all right, all right, all this. They're taking all these measures. There was a time for that in social media, and I think now you got to act like that's a given. Yeah, right, exactly. I agree with that. And just just speak with your actions. Yep. So yeah, you'll see it. You, you'll see it. You're going to, the expectation has got to be there. Like, you shouldn't be open. Like, I'm going to expect that you do this. There's a, there's a, the, the Total Food Group, the Jose Andreas Group, put out a great book about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's making it, part of it was integrating it into the experience where it's not so invasive, where you're getting scanned or you're getting sprayed with disinfectant at the door. Like it's gotta be like, yeah, part of the experience where you don't feel like you're entering something that's not safe. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, to that point, like I've actually also seen places where you, uh, you go to do the takeout and whomever's bringing you the takeout has a mask on. Then you look in the back in the kitchen and no one in the kitchen's wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of that? Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's definitely a challenge, you know, and then, and then you have these guys who are wearing the masks like here like just above oh, their lip you know, like, oh, yeah what's, what's what are we doing here but yes yeah. taking off the mask when they start talking to you Come on. yeah <laughs> yeah there's a video that kind of went viral of that woman who cut the hole in her mask and they were like uh excuse me ma'am she's like i can't breathe without it we're like yeah you gotta figure it out um, again going back to the, the website and the menu stuff um it's like the sales funnel stuff that other businesses are more accustomed to like online merchants and stuff they're more accustomed to restaurants have got to now start to think about the customer acquisition and what that's like. And, you know, if you're not doing third party delivery that does advertising and stuff like that for you, if you're doing your own delivery, um, it's your website's got to funnel people to ultimately make a sale, you know, that not yeah. And it's, that's something that restaurants haven't thought about. And then it's something that we're thinking about more, because if we ditch these third-party models for even just for pickup or whatever the case, now we're in the customer acquisition business. How are we going to get them? Is it going to be online ads? Is it going to be social media? Is it going to be the website? It's going to be all of that. But if restaurant owners aren't starting to think about that now, again, to your point, they're not going to be around. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough when you have, you're at the mercy of the way you're presented in a, in a Yelp, in a TripAdvisor, or, or wherever it may be. Or the way you're presented in a in a in a Grubhub or a website, you know, you're you're really at the mercy of those brands to to showcase who you are. Your right. your website right now and your social media are the most important portals that you need to focus on. Yeah, and I think it's great that Instagram has now implemented some of those features in there where you can put that sticker up and you can attach it to your stuff and you can order right from there. I mean. 
that's the kind of stuff that I wonder how long they were sitting on to implement because if they can just flip the switch, all of a sudden it was available overnight. That was great. Um, yes, it was very helpful. Um, so thanks to them for uh, helping out all restaurants out there. Exactly. I mean, are you, are you seeing any, re any restaurants now saying, you know what, I want to rebrand this whole thing. We used to be an XYZ restaurant. Now we're that kind of restaurant. How many like major pivots are you seeing there? Major, major pivots are few, very rare. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times very necessary. Um, and then there's the, the halfway ones where um, they're using as an opportunity to be like, you know what, uh, new brand, new look, time for a refresh. And that's, that's really exciting for people because um, you know, they, they really get to kind of experience it in a new way. Um, but sometimes, you know, the menu, if the menus, you know, stay the same, might, might not mean all that much. Yeah. And then places that, you know, might, might kind of like stay, keep their aesthetic the same, but their entire offering might change. And, and that's, that's totally fine too. Yeah. Um, that, that doesn't mean that that new offering doesn't, shouldn't be designed and can't be hyper designed and yeah, yes. And it's a good opportunity. So ultimately I think you. You need to brand and design every detail of that experience with, with thought and care, with making sure that you have a signature style to it. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I've kind of struggled with my partners that, they, you know, they, some of them didn't understand, like for us with the taqueria, you know, the color change, that the music's important, that this is important, that, you know, um, to the extent that our beer and wine, you know, we're all uh, cans for mm -hmm. wine and beer they even match some of our stuff, you know, that has a more of a, a look and feel and vibe of something that we would carry. So, um, yeah, I think it, it is a great time. And it's like, while you have the time, like these restaurants are closed or they're just open for dinner, just yeah. take some time to really think outside the box and brand your stuff correctly. I think a lot of people don't understand what that really means, particularly, you know, restaurants now have mm -hmm. so much stuff being thrown at them and they're like, you know, now I got to know what Zoom is. I got to, you know, do online ordering and now I got to, you know, figure out, well, yeah, brand, I got a brand here. I've been here for 25 years. Here's my brand right here. We get it. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But, um, we're all, we're all going through some hardships. Yeah. And, and we, we like, you know, like we said, we have to adapt. Um, you know, it's funny, like New York versus Massachusetts at the moment, like we don't have the liquor license, uh, oh. uh freedom that you have been given. Um, but what we've seen people, uh, or restaurants uh, do here is is really work on their their mixers and oh yeah that's a really that's that's been a a real um uh, you know profit oh yeah profitable new item that they were not doing before it's um, like mocktails that they can take home and you guys can add vodka to it wherever you want to it yeah right that's smart yeah so you know that's a great way that i've seen them adapt um whereas you know new york i mean that's, that's a great game changer for everybody. And hopefully, it, uh, to your point, it, it sticks. Yeah, they're talking, they're talking about having it around till the end of the year, which would be great. I mean, it's, you know, one thing if you're like, if you're a, um, like in a town where people aren't walking around, and now you got to deal with people who are, um, you know, or if you are in a town where people are walking around, now you like get open container laws. But, you know, that's not on the restaurant. They made that clear. So the only thing is we have to do is we have to sell it with a food item. So most people, you know, we're a taqueria are like, sure, we'll take some chips and guac then. So yeah. that's fine with us. Um, so just to wrap it up here, what if I'm, if I'm somebody who's considering, 
this whole process, what's the best place to start thinking about things in terms of my brand, like the tech stuff and, and all that other stuff. If I really want to start generating who I am, a new brand around my old, maybe five or 10 year old concept, what, how do I start that process? What does that thinking look like? Um, well, I think you, you have to start, start backwards. Like really, uh, you gotta like think of every, um, every interaction that you're going to have to consumer from the moment they hit like buy or purchase or whatever that may be. Yeah. So, um, and, and really making sure that all of that is very well thought out and well designed and matches your, your, your brand's voice yeah. because, you know, maybe not everyone, you know, it does toast tap doesn't work for every restaurant. It's not mm -hmm. exactly what what you guys are about um there might be more you know there's i'm sure there's there are ways to make the experience more high-end to match that high-end customer and yeah. more casual to match the more casual um restaurant um yeah. so it's just making sure that it it um it matches your own voice and i mean it's from the beginning whenever i've done anything with with you in the past um i always uh, talk about how it needs to be, match your voice and mm -hmm. your, your concept, like who yeah. you are. So if, you know, revisiting who you are and what you're all about mm -hmm. is, is the first, uh, the first step. And the thing that is not just going to be like, Oh, we started in 2000 and this mm -hmm. is who we were and that's it. And then you're done. You don't have to do any more soul searching on the contrary. You, you have to, you have to revisit uh, your um, your mission, your values, who you are, uh, your character and voice on a constant basis, and making sure that everything that your brand does matches that. I was uh, talking about this with with my partners at the restaurant, and I was like saying, you know, my my one good partner lives in the Bronx, and he lives in a place where there are a lot of Mexican style taquerias, and he was like, why is our taco four fifty? It's two twenty five in the Bronx and and I was like because of this like it's the brand behind it we're, we're putting a brand behind it that you know our tortillas are next to mile style blue corn tortillas that come from Indiana blue corn that's made locally and there's all this other stuff that goes into it that story adds value to our product and when you come here or if you get it delivered you're going to get that experience or we try to mimic that experience and to provide that that, that way we can justify that price. And I think a lot of guys don't get that. A lot of restaurants are like, this is my food. This is what it is. And this is my brand. But they don't take the time to actually think about what that means. And I think the story behind your brand is, is going to really help sell you going forward. Completely. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much. I know you're busy. You have a new baby. You got a business to run. Um, where can people reach you? ClaudiaDelCastillo.com, um, which is my full name. Uh, or uh, hit me up on Instagram. We love uh, love a good DM any any day of the week. Shoot All right, awesome. Right there. I'll link it in the show notes. Claudia, thank you so much, and say hi to everybody, and stay safe. Thanks, Kyle. I really appreciate the opportunity. Of course. I'll speak to you soon. All right, bye. bye. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. I want to take a second here and just remind you that, like I said earlier, my goal is to help 
reduce the failure rate of restaurants in this country. So what I did is I went on my Instagram and I created a link to my calendar. And if you head there and you click the link in my bio and you scroll down, you'll see that there's a drop down menu there and it says 15 minute phone consultation. So if you're a restaurant owner operator and you just have a quick question, you don't know where to turn, whether it's about operations, whether it's about a startup, how to find money or what to do with this particular server, whatever the case may be, I am there for you. It's a free 15 minute phone consultation and I'm here to help. So if you need it, you know how to find me and continue to listen and support the podcast. I would love if you would uh, share, comment, review, whatever, all that fun stuff. Uh, and I just appreciate the love and support I've been getting for this. So we're going to keep cranking them out. And if you're interested in being on the show, please hit me up. Best way to get a hold of me is on Instagram, or you can always text me at 631-965-1300. Thanks so much again, guys.